the Casual Show with the Fluff. Today, his guest is the Reverend Don Lewis of the Corellian tradition, but more importantly, an individual who does enjoy videos, memes, and loves to look about all things internet. As you know, he is a great internet star, and he has a lot to say about a lot of things. But what does Fluff have to say with him today? So on with it. Here's the Fluff. Hello, I am Fluffy, and this is episode two of With the Fluff. And today we have Lord Don. Now, Lord Don is a gentleman I encountered last year at the Corellian Psychic Fair. And I have been to many of his weekly podcasts, and I have found him to be a very engaging and intriguing um, person. So, Lord Don, welcome to With the Fluff. How are you doing today? I'm very good, thank you. And how are you today, Fluffy? Doing well. My ears are a little cold, but <laughs> they're so well. Um, well thank so, you for having me. My pleasure. So last year during um, the Halloween Psychic Fair, I came to you for a reading and I heard a lot of really good things about your readings and I was not disappointed. Mm-hmm. It was amazing and accurate and everything you had predicted is falling into place now i have a question Mm -hmm. have you given a reading that ended in an unexpected manner where person was surprised or um when, when, when you ask it that way, the ones that I remember, and there is more than one like this, is, um, and I think any psychic can relate, you're, you're reading for the person, they're giving you no reaction, you don't think you're hitting, and then at the end they say, that was a great reading, and you're totally surprised. Um, now, like any psychic, I've also had readings that didn't go as well, but you're never surprised by that. <laughs> it, it's... Uh, <laughs> But uh, it's always a pleasant surprise when you find out that, that someone is very pleased who wasn't necessarily giving you feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, I found over the years that, uh, that not getting feedback actually can make for a much better reading because you, you're, you have nothing but what you're getting. And I find that usually is the best way to go. So when I read for a person, um, I usually try to just launch into it. I may ask them what they would like to know, but I try not to, uh, to know anything more about them than I have to, uh, because I think that uh, that makes for a much clearer reading and a better connection. That makes sense. That makes a whole lot of sense. Now, can you give me an example of one where you just went completely wrong? Um, or are you- As I remember, and it's been a while since I've had that happen, but it was usually not necessarily that the reading was wrong, but the person didn't want to hear it. Back in the days when I was doing psychic fairs regularly, every now and then you'd get a person very clear what they wanted to hear and would accept nothing else. Uh, And that would be the kind of reading that, that, that I would think of in response to this question. You know, occasionally you also get people who just refuse to be read, even though they're sitting there asking to be read. 
and they close themselves off, and it can be difficult to um, to do much with that, depending on the occasion and and, and the person. Um, and the other the other one that I've found difficult is every now and then you you would get a person who really didn't have much going on. Um, when it comes to things like like what's coming, they didn't have much coming. <laughs> Uh, and that those that could be a difficult thing, but they were by far the minority. All of these are my, the minority of readings. Most most of them were pretty straightforward. Uh, sometimes, often people recognized what was being said. Sometimes that they, they didn't, but it fit with what they would have, what was reasonable to the circumstances. Sometimes, one of one of the nicest things is when people would come back later and say, you know, when I got that reading, I didn't see how it related. Uh, but then it did. I remember having a lady, and it's it's a mundane example, but in her reading, I apparently had told her, because I don't usually remember what I say in readings, but, but when she came back, she told me I had told her she was going to take a, an important trip over a body of water, and that when she found herself traveling over this body of water, she would think of this reading and remember that it was important what she was doing. And she had totally blown this off because she saw no circumstance in which she was ever going to, to take a trip crossing a body of water. Until one day she found herself going over a major river on her way to see her sister and remembered the reading. And it did turn out to be an important weekend. And um, because her attention had been drawn back to it, she was more mindful of, uh, of paying attention to what was happening. And she came back and she told me about that, which was um, a very nice thing. Because, you know, usually you never hear from the person again unless they become a regular client. And for many years, I used to work in psychic fairs where we'd be in a different city every week. So mm -hmm. people didn't usually become regular clients, um, except in the sense that they would come back once a year to that fair. Um, and again, you know, that's not bad because you don't really know anything about them then and, and you don't have things interfering with the reading, but you also don't get to hear about how it comes out for them uh, nearly as often. That makes sense. I've been gratified when I've had clients come back and give me feedback about their readings, so I could empathize very well. Yes, indeed. So and of course, it's very I, different now on the internet than it was um, back in the days before the internet. And uh, I started reading really in the 1970s, professionally in the early 1980s. And um, it was a whole different world back then. Uh, and most, most, most psychic um, outreach was done through psychic fairs. And, um, and you physically traveled to that fair and you sat there and you read for whoever came and, and wanted it. And I was taught that whoever comes is meant to come. And um, even if it seems like, like the reading wasn't all that great, that it was meant for some reason. Uh, but usually they were pretty good. And sometimes they were wonderful, uh, even at the very beginning. Uh, but today, it's a very different thing. When we did the online psychic fair, uh, there wasn't nearly the sense of, um, how can I put it? At in-person psychic fairs, either you're busy all day or you're waiting long stretches for a reading. 
And that latter one is very hard to do because you have to shift your mind so much. Uh, but it's not like that in the online fairs at all. And um, I actually quite, quite enjoy that format. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I have I had a strange thought the other day when I was watching one of your um, Monday night um, blogs mm -hmm. um, where you were talking about a pet. Okay. Do you have a Do you have a familiar? No. Or have you ever used one? Not really. I've had I've had pets that I was close to, but I wouldn't call them a familiar because you know although although most people who use the term familiar today often just mean their pet. That isn't really what it means. Um, what does it mean? Um, there has to be a, a serious spiritual connection, and um, to be to be a familiar must be involved really in your spiritual practice and/or your magical workings, not just your pet that you love. Um, and you know, certain animals are very spiritually aware. I mean, cats are often involving themselves in, um, in energetic healing, for example. Um, but I really haven't worked with any in that way. I did, I did have a hamster who might count as familiar ones, but because uh, um, he did have a certain energetic pull. But re really, that has not been part of my personal path. And of course, in its origin, the term familiar referred to a familiar spirit who might be perceived as an animal, but was actually not an, a, an incarnate animal, but a, but a spirit um, in the sense of a spirit guide. Mm -hmm. So that I certainly work with, but in the sense of having an animal that, that, if you're going to have an animal, you have to take care of it, you have to be there for it. And my life has involved a great deal of travel. And that really would make having an animal familiar rather difficult and not be very fair to it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I also know that you do a lot of energy work with the Great Crystal Web. Yes. Um, I believe I think that's one of the niftiest things I've ever encountered. Um, I have a favorite crystal I use when I work with the web. I was wondering, do you have a favorite crystal that you work with? Um, I have a number of crystals that I work with, and um, we were just talking about my not really working with animal familiars, but I've worked with crystals a great deal, and over the years, I've had different ones that I might describe as my favorite. Uh, I particularly remember um, a very large piece of garnet ore that I had 20-odd years ago that was very... Um, I can't say I've ever seen one like it since. And at the time I worked with it a great deal. Today, I think the one that I probably work most with uh, is my remote crystal access point, which is, um, oh, sometimes in photos, you'll see a silver altar on top of a bookcase uh, behind me. That crystal is kept there, uh, along with some, some other crystals that uh, assist it. And I use that to interact with the crystal web. If you watch the crystal web monthly ceremony, you'll notice I usually look in a certain direction. That's what I'm looking at. Um, Fascinating. And it's, it's a nice, good sized crystal, but you know, the size doesn't really matter. Um, 
it's the energy that matters. And it has a, a very nice, very clear energy. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, I've seen some of those videos that you do for the crystal web. And it's a lot of energy that you're feeding through. And oh, yes. it's quite an experience. And anyone that watches a casual show should look this up and um, explore the web. It's a great source of energy. It's a great source of connection. Um, I have introduced it to a couple of friends and they think it's one of the best things I've ever shown them. Wonderful. I'd have to say that some of our crystal web ceremonies, particularly the tradition-wide ones that uh, we've done for various attunements, have been some of the strongest energy I've ever dealt with. And uh, the web being what it is, um, it naturally has a lot of energy uh, fed into it, magnified by it. So there's a, there's a great deal of energy involved. And the practitioner... Um, can work with it at their level. You don't necessarily have to work with all of that energy at once. Uh, but if you can handle that kind of energy, you can work with very, very strong energy through that construct. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's very true. I've always worried about getting burned when I would be working with that type of energy. And then I realized I'm not going to if I just have faith that whatever is being um, said to me is the right amount. So, yes, indeed. And, um, you know, it was created with the understanding that not everyone who, who used it would necessarily be at the same level. Uh, so yeah. it's very responsive to people. And um, you, can, uh, you can work with it at whatever level you happen to be at and have, in my opinion, a good experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a the whole thing. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. I live um, in an area that has a couple nexus points of energy mm -hmm. and there is a um, set of hills behind my um, house that called to me a lot as a child. Mm -hmm. And I ignored the voice um, until I was an adult and I finally found out where it was coming from. And there was a sort of chasm in the ground and I walked up to it looked at it and I felt a voice in my head kind of um, talk to me and I realized it was some form of dragon or something mm -hmm. and so when I had to set up my access point for the crystal web since there was a giant hole in the ground and we were supposed to bury the crystal I just tossed the crystal in there so that's a perfect place Mm -hmm. that, that's a wonderful story yeah, and, and exactly the right place to put a put an access point for you yeah and the dragon was not happy with it because it changed the way the energy was flowing in his area well would do but that yes <laughs> i told him i don't mind it's his problem not mine so my other question is when you walk into a spiritual store or a rock store. Mm -hmm. um, what section do you normally go into first? What are you hoping to find? What catches your interest? Oh goodness! I usually look at uh, the. La I mean, 
over the years, of course, it's changed. But usually if I go into a store, I look at, I, I will look pretty much at everything. But the thing I most enjoy, enjoy are likely to be the oil sections. Uh, I enjoy uh, working with scent. I enjoy the different oils, the different incenses. Uh, but I'm more likely to use an oil than an incense in, um, in my, my daily work. Uh, because you know, when, when you put on a certain oil, it will have a certain effect, uh, mm -hmm. like anything else, like carrying a certain stone will, will have a certain effect. And that's one of the main things that I, I personally uh, do in that range. I like to use oils. And so if I am in, in that sort of store, that's often uh, the thing I'll pay most attention to, that and artwork. Because, of course, being an artist, I enjoy artwork. So I, if they have a statue section, I will probably spend some time there, too. Wow. Um, do you make your own oils? I do not. Uh, however, I have a lovely selection made by um, Lori Blackman, who is our tradition press secretary. Um, and those are the oils I'm primarily using at this time. I, uh, I wouldn't say, well, I mean, I have made oils, but it's never been a major thing for me. I, most, I mostly simply acquire them. Mm -hmm. okay. And um, I just, let, I, whatever draws me, really. I, I go by the energy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, and my final question um, for the um, for this episode is: on your day off, when you don't have any pressing um, responsibilities, what do you do for your spiritual practice? If you're willing to share, well, I'm not sure that I I get days off. <laughs> um, okay, then what would you like to I do? Well, as far as my personal spiritual practice, one of, one of the main things is speaking with the ancestors, which, which I try to do on a daily basis, uh, or at least a, a, a frequent basis. It depends on the day whether it's going to happen. Uh, and of course, sometimes they will insist on talking with me, whether I have set time, time aside to talk with them or not. Um, but that is um, one of the principal things that I do. One of the things that I sometimes do is to create the day the way that I want it at the start of my day through uh, techniques of visualization and focusing of energy, which is a very valuable technique. Um, but after a certain point, it kind of runs on its own. There was a time that every day I would start by speaking with, with, with spirits, speaking with the ancestors, and then making the day, for want of a better way, way to phrase it. Uh, but these days, uh, I find that the pattern of the days takes care of itself. I rarely have to do that. And um, for want of a better way, way to put it, thing, things fell into a good pattern because of, of all the time put into creating the pattern. And, you know, I think this is true of a lot of spiritual things. When you're, when you're learning it, when you're perfecting it, you, ha you have to be constantly focusing on it but at a certain point, it takes on its own life. And if mm -hmm. you've built it well, it, run, it runs nicely on its own. So I still do that when it's needed, but I don't find it needed nearly as often. Um, one of the most interesting ways, because uh, I've, I've, I've been, I've, I've used different techniques over the years, but one of the most interesting, artistically speaking, was to envision the day as a room and the desired events as furniture in the room. And um, 
perhaps because I am an artist and very visual, I found, I found that a very interesting way um, to use visualization to set how I wanted the day to go. Wow. So, there you go. Well, that's a very well said. I have a hard time establishing a pattern for my day. Um, I need the structure. Mm -hmm. If I don't have it, I don't get that much accomplished. But I'm working on my first degree and I have various forms of studying I need to be doing. And setting aside blocks of time is a challenge. And on the days where I actually sat, sit down and write everything out mm -hmm. are my most productive days. Very good. So You might, you might try... Um using visualization to structure the day and see if it doesn't help. I, I think you'll find it would. I believe, I believe you're right. Thank you. You're very welcome. So I, I just thought of one last thing, an actual question. Um, Questions are good. Yes. Um, for the people that are watching this show, um, is there anything you would like to um, tell the audience to speak about? Yes. Um, I hadn't thought about, about that in advance, but since you mentioned it, and given what we were just talking about, I, I do have something that I would say, and that is to remember that as magical people, you have a lot of influence in what happens in your life. And if you use techniques of meditation and visualization, uh, and techniques of shadow work, you can totally transform your life and make it into um, a thing much more um, enjoyable than where it may have started. Um, life is something that, uh, that happens to us, but it's also something that we can take control of in a metaphysical sort of way um, for many aspects. And I would say that the metaphysical journey is one of the best things a person can do for themselves. It can help you uh, to really feel so much more in control of your life, be so much happier with, with um, where it's going, and to take a very active hand, not only in terms of what you choose to do and not do, but what comes to you and does not. Uh, because the world is far more interactive than people give it credit for. And working with manifestation, with magic, uh, really is a powerful tool. A lot of people um, misunderstand how it works. They think it works like Harry Potter, and of course it does not. Uh, but it absolutely does work. It's far more subtle. It's, um, and in some ways, uh, can actually be more amazing than what, what you see in, in for example, the Harry Potter movies. Um, when you realize that that situation that should have gone so very badly uh, totally turned around because of what you did, um, it's, a, it, it, it's an amazing thing. It's a wonderful thing. And I've seen that happen um, many, many times in my life. I will say that um, I think most people um, even when they're on this path, it takes a long time uh, to, to truly 
take control of those energies. But once you do, uh, things are just so much better. And so I encourage really any person to study uh, spiritually and to widen their horizons spiritually, regardless of what religious background they come from, because all religions have spirituality. And um, I, of course, uh, am a strong proponent of my own uh, background, but it's certainly not the only background that can bring you the same benefits. But whatever background you come from, working with meditation and spirituality is going to benefit you in your life. So there you go. Thank you. Thank you. Um, that was beautifully said. Um, that path is the path I'm on and it is slowly improving my life and it's getting me to where I need to go. And mm. this is actually the reason why I chose that path because what I was doing before wasn't taking me where I wanted to go. I think you'll find um, that this will change that totally. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, after um, on Friday nights in the evenings, probably after this show airs, I operate a Zoom room where people are welcome to come in and ask questions to hang out and socialize. Um, so I encourage everyone to do that. And Lord Don, thank you for coming to, um, for this today. I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the half hour. Um, I look forward to um, us chatting again. And I also um, will look forward to your next podcast on Monday night. Thank you. I, I very much enjoyed it as well. And many blessings to you. Many blessings. So long.